I was behind the times. Now I'm right on time. Because I'm right on time. Do, 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 do. Right on time. Yes, I'm right on time. See? I remember that track. It was many years ago and I remember it because I'm elderly. Anyway, this is EPW. Out of Mississippi. The M's, the I, the S's and the P's. Don't forget the I, if you please. Now, this was... Um, only delivered about, what, less than a day ago, I think. And here I am talking about it. Marvellous. Again, like the last episode, it's rather good. It doesn't reach the height of the last episode, but it has got just inclined. Maybe that's why it doesn't reach the height of the last episode. <laughs> oh, just joking, Justin. Joking, Justin. If there was a joking, Justin, that probably... I mean, if he did make us laugh, if it was a laugh riot, and he wasn't feeling hard done by all the time... That might be a bit better. It might be something to suggest, Justin. Just having a look at it, maybe. Maybe you could yuck it up a bit, you know. Tell us some gags or something. Have you heard the one about Brandon Savage, who used to be unbeaten and now isn't? That one, maybe you could start like that. Just just a thought. Anyway, we start here with K-Swiss versus Danny Dollar. I like it. K-Swiss is, can be very naughty. He punches early on. In fact, he punches when Danny Dollar's still on the turnbuckle, saying hello to everybody. So Danny Dollar returns one of his own. Out comes Trace Hunt to sort of cheerlead for Danny Dollar. I don't know why. Danny's returning to EPW now. And I, maybe they've got some previous, I don't know. Um, at one point, Danny sort of runs into K-Swiss and kind of claps his hands almost in front of his nose, which causes K to, um, to fall to the mat. I don't know. Hunt's enjoying it. Trace, that is. Trace Lee, that is. And um, why not? It is a good piece. It is a good match, you know. It's not bad at all. Swinging neckbreaker from Danny. And then K-Swiss tells... Um, he gets angry. And, well, he's had enough of Trace smacking the mat in favour of, um, of Danny Dollar. Goes to tell him to please keep it quiet. Some of us are trying to wrestle in here, you know. I mean, respect the ring and all of that. And um, Danny Dollar uses the distraction to hit another neckbreaker for the pin. I liked it. And if we're going to see uh, Trace Hunt being a fan of Danny Dollar and Danny Dollar saying, please, I don't want that fan, that, that fan worship, I'd like that very much. Because, of course, eventually, you know Trace Hunt's going to attack him, don't you? But when that comes, I don't know. Next, Diana Taylor versus Jennifer Justice. I really like Jennifer Justice's work here. Justice's work here. She's she won the belt nefariously, in my view. She's hold on to it nefariously, and spoiler alert, that will happen here as well. Yeah, Taylor works the arm first. Then there's a headlock from Jennifer Justice. Taylor turns it into a head scissors, and we know that Jennifer Justice has had a bad neck in the past. She screams. Really, really good work. I mean, well done to continue that. Really well sold, nicely done. There is a ref bump, and Jennifer Justice uses it to choke and punch. Then she starts fiddling around towards the nether regions of the ref, and I wonder what was going on here. What's going on? It's a wrestling show, isn't it? But she was taking his belt off. She throws it to DDT, obviously to try and hope the ref turns around and sees her with it. DDT realises that he's not getting up yet, so throws it back to Jennifer Justice, then decides what she'll do is she'll nudge the ref in the back, the ref will then turn round, see Justice has got the belt, and give the win to Diana Taylor. But Diana, you've got to realise, 
You want the belt and you can't win it on a DQ. It was probably a bad thing to do. Now, look, you don't have a manager and, and I'm not offering. But if you want some consultation, I can certainly give you consultation. Do not try and win this match by DQ. I know you were taken up with the moment and it was a good piece of wrestling entertainment, really. But it won't get you the belt. I mean, you can have that one for free. There you go. Now, here comes the aforementioned Justin Klein. Not very happy. What he tells us is that when Daniel Nova beat Brandon Savage last week because they said, we'll fight anybody. See, they don't mention that. That was probably a fatal flaw for them, wasn't it? Well, I say fatal. Maybe I'm overstretching it. But they certainly enjoyed their um, unbeaten rotten. And um, Daniel Nova came through the curtain last week and beat Brandon Savage. Now... I didn't know, and Justin Klein enlightens me, that um, that Daniel Nova is Bone Crusher, the commissioner's son. So he talks about nepotism. Well, I mean, you still got to win the match, ain't you? It's not as if he's come out and said, "Here's my son." It's an open challenge, so he's fighting. And by the way, he doesn't need to fight because I've given the match to him. Not that, is it? Then, then it starts to get a bit odd, a bit weird, to be honest. Because a bloke in a Porky the Pig suit enters and then tell, tells Jax Rocks, who's of course doing the interviews, that that's what Justin Klein looks like whenever he is out causing trouble or saying that people have got it in for him. And he's so fine, that's what he says. So fine. And um, then, which makes things a little better, it's so, just so weird, it makes things a little better that Brandon holds the, the bloke in the Porky the Pig outfit, well, um, Justin Klein sets about him with punches and kicks, out comes Daniel Nova, and they will fight. Now, early on, Savage gets at him, because he really wants to have a go here, and he's got most of the offence, to be honest. Basement drop kick to the back of the head is lovely, chokes him in the corner with his foot, back suplex onto the apron, leg drop, Nova's back with a big flying clothesline, almost a lariat, and then Klein has to get involved, and he told me he never got involved. And he told the people at EPW that he never got involved with his wrestlers. But what he does is, while Nova is ascending to the top turnbuckle, he spits on him. That's not very nice, Justin. I thought you were some kind of... Some kind of... Gentility. You were some gentility in you. I thought you were a gentleman. I mean, not by looking at those shorts you were wearing, but, but maybe you are. Maybe you say you are. So why would you snot on him? Or spit on him? Of course, that causes a distraction. It distracts the ref, and Brandon Savage gets the paddle, the frat boy paddle, and as Nova comes off the top, he smacks it into his midsection and gets the pin. And it's not bad at all. Tell you what else is not bad at all, because it's Halloween coming up. It's a spooktacular outcome of the Twins of Salem, with a very worried Jack's Rocks, quite right. Then out come Nixie and the O'Neills. They attack the Twins, and this is odd, but it's great. It's very horror film. They stomp the two twins who are down on the mat. Suddenly, both twins, Jackson and Abel, bridge up like a crab. And it's a little bit exorcist. And the lights go down. And when they come up, it's Sue Young, who has palled up with the twins. And I hope she stays for a while. The O'Neills, of course, bail and hightail it. Wouldn't you? And it's a great piece of wrestling entertainment. Another great episode. It doesn't quite hit the heights of last week, but it ain't bad at all, and it's near there. EPW are on a tear, aren't they? 
And I, for one, will be there next week. Hope you will too. Ta-ta.